I think that like when I first started to try to post a lot and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this thing. I was like trying, I was like taking so much inspiration from other people and like looking at, you know, the people who are really successful, like, what are they doing? Like, okay. So it seemed like the whole like super, super neutral aesthetic was in. And so I'm like, okay, well, like if that's what people like, I'm going to do that. And then, so I did that and I did get like some good traction and I, I loved how my photos and stuff looked and my feed looked great. But then I was like, you know what, this is like, I just don't totally feel like the way that my feed is looking and like how I'm much effort I'm having to put into these photos. Like, I don't feel like it's that natural to me. So I then decided that I was going to try to do like all brights and like it was summer. So I was wearing neon and um, stuff that just made me happy. And um, as time progressed, I just was like, okay, I'm just going to start doing, you know, like what I'm wearing every day. I'm not going to like go out of my way to put on stuff that, you know, I think would look cute in a photo. And it's pretty like basic, simple streetwear, um, like styles that aren't super feminine or anything but that is really just like always who I've been hi friends it's Kayla Rand and welcome back to the let's get candid podcast I am coming to you live from Miami and it feels so good to be home and I'm really thankful that you guys are loving last week's episode. It meant so much to me. It was a really highly requested episode, and I just love getting to share topics like that with you guys and have solo episodes, too. Just, they're a lot of fun. I love coming on the mic, as you know, and I love sharing guest episodes, but also giving you guys what you want, and just, it's such a special episode for me too because it's something that I've really learned in the last few years, especially the last year, and it's a big mindset shift that I've had, and it is just, I don't know, it, it makes me really happy to know that people want to work on that as well and that I can help you guys do so. So if you like that episode, don't forget to leave a rating and review and leave a comment on what you liked about it, and I know this intro is a little different. I don't normally talk about past episodes on the next episode but I just really felt called to say that really fast and I am really looking forward to more of these episodes like that um as time goes on I can't believe it's already been six months of let's get candid and we are at over 2,000 downloads that means the absolute world to me um I'm so so grateful for this platform that I have created and the opportunity to share these conversations with you guys solo and with guests and inspire you and make an impact on your lives the way that these people have done in my life and it just makes me really happy and like I said I'm coming to you live from Miami and that is both my suck and sweet of the week because suck of the week I was supposed to actually be here since Friday but I only arrived on Monday night it's Wednesday right now and I was supposed to go home today but I'm actually staying till Saturday now which is the sweet Um, the suck is I missed my Friday flight and there was no other flights till Monday, um, all things to an accident on the highway, and I was literally five minutes late to my flight, and I missed it, and, but, and I had to stay in Knoxville for a couple extra days, but it ended up working out, because now I'm here through the weekend, and it just, there's nothing like Miami, I really do just feel at home here, and someone the other day was like, you look so happy in Miami, you are thriving in Miami, and yeah, I am, it's just, it really, there's no place like home. I love this city and I can't wait to move back here permanently and continue sharing my life with you all on all my platforms as I continue to transition into my adult life and my career and, you know, coming back to Miami and making it my own and building my life here and, you know, continue the evolution that I started the last few years and, of course, share that with all of you. And so yeah, my suite of the week is just that I'm home and I'm really, really happy to be here. And I'm also really excited to be on the mic with you guys to introduce this week's guest because she is someone that I really look up to as a fellow content creator and I admire her work ethic so much because she is a business owner. She runs her own business in addition to being a blogger and content creator out in California and Arizona. I can't wait to one day go out there and visit her and meet her or have her come visit me and hang out here. And 
she's just someone that I really look up to in the entrepreneurship world, in the business world, and also as a creator because she's unafraid to be vulnerable and tell it like it is, but also is an aesthetic queen. And I just really enjoy this conversation with Kate de la Piedra. So without further ado, meet Kate. So I want to chat with you a little bit about, we're going to talk about everything, but I want to start off with social media and you just started a blog and like how, why, how, like I'm curious, like so many of us do it now and I love like seeing everyone's reason for starting. So why did you start content creation? how did you find your aesthetic starting your blog? Um, all of that. Yeah. Um, so honestly, my, my love for like content creation, um, in blogging in general, just, it started when I was like in high school and, um, I got the opportunity to work with a brand that doesn't exist anymore. It's called Burke Sun. And they had like solar powered backpacks and they were like based out. That's so random. I know. And it could like uh, charge your phone and stuff, but um, they were based in Santa Monica and they found me on Instagram because at that time I, I had a different Instagram, but um, I was posting a lot, um, trying to like, you know, become the influencer or whatever it was called at that time. Um, yeah. So it actually all started then. And then throughout college, um, it, it wasn't as much of a focus for me. And then I created a new Instagram probably like four years ago and I just was using it for personal use. And then earlier this year, I was like, you know what? I think that I could really do something with this because I know that I have the ability to take good photos. Like I, I have appreciation for aesthetic and stuff like that. So I was like, I'm just going to start posting and, you know, say, I don't care what all these people are going to say about me that follow me, you know, because I think that's a big obstacle for a lot of people. And I just started doing it. And that was, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. That is definitely a big obstacle, which is funny because for me, it's, I don't care what people online say. I care more about what people in my personal life say, like, and all of them have like, no one, at least to my face has ever been like, oh, why do you do that? Or like, that's so weird. Like I've never gotten judged for it in my personal Mm -hmm. life. And I haven't, I'm not important enough to get judged for it online. So that doesn't bother me, but, um, so what did you study in college that you decided to focus on school and take a backseat for this? Or like, do you, you, do you, and do you use your degree now in any way? So I was one of those people in college that changed my degree like seven times because I just had interest in so many different things. And, um, like I would, that's not a bad thing though. And, and it is very common. That's not a bad thing that you changed your mind because that's normal. I think Yeah, we shouldn't like judge people for that. No. Yeah. It's definitely very normal. And whenever I talk to anybody who's like in high school about to start college or in college and they're feeling like that, I'm always like, girl, like it does not matter. You're 18 years old and you're not supposed to know what you wanted to Right. Exactly. And like for the people that do, like, you know, you want to be a lawyer, like that's amazing. And you're lucky, but like, for me, I didn't really have like a passion that I knew, like I wanted to study or like, you know, I didn't want to be one thing my whole life. So I changed my major a lot, but I ended up getting my degree in um, liberal studies. But what was really cool about that for me was that I could take classes in a bunch of different areas. Like I could take classes in marketing and business and psychology and because it's a general studies degree. So you can, you know, study a lot of different things. So it actually ended up working out really well for me. Um, And I wouldn't say that I necessarily use my degree um, at this point in my life, but I think that, you know, the work ethic and, um, like a lot of the business classes and stuff that I took in college, I definitely implement into my life now. Yeah. And I like, yeah, I knew what I wanted to do. So I chose a degree that was going to help me get there, but with law or med school is different. And like the sciences are different, but most grad schools, it doesn't really matter what your undergrad is in obviously depending on the program, Mm -hmm. some PhDs and definitely med school do folk, they do care, but for law school, you could do anything. 
prior and then still go Mm -hmm. to law school. So yeah, I chose like a legal, like undergrad background, but I kind of wish I hadn't, I would have loved to do marketing or I don't know if my college has it, but like something like fashion marketing or like, like anything like that, just because I wish I would have known that I could do something that was, I was actually interested in. Not that I wasn't interested in my degree. I loved it because I like history, but I like wish I would have gotten the opportunity to do more stuff because I love to learn it. Like my dad and I are both like, maybe we'll go back to school in the future, not to get a, another degree, but like, because we like learning, like it's not for about grades for me. It never has been about grades for me, even in law school, it's just, I like to learn and I'm enjoying the classes that I'm learning. So I think that's, and I think that's the beauty of a liberal studies degree too. Like, I wish I would have done that or had the opportunity to do that because you can do so many different like studies and, you know, psychology was never something that was super interesting to me, but you know, marketing has, or like something like business related, I think that would be really cool. So, and yeah, you don't necessarily use it later on in life, but most people don't use what their degree is in any way. And your first job out of college is usually not your last. So it doesn't matter. I was just curious, like if it was, cause for some people it like a lot of times people that do study marketing, it, they do use it, but you can, especially mm-hmm. what we do, like you can learn so much as you go just by doing it. So I just thought I'd ask, right. but where do you, yeah. And like you said, um, you love to learn. I love to learn as well. But the the awesome thing now is like, you don't even necessarily have to go back to school to learn because there's so much information accessible on the internet and like free master courses and stuff like that. So that's always good too, to reference when you're like trying to learn new skills. Yeah. I want to get Skillshare um, eventually. Like when I'm able to devote time to it, I definitely think I'd be that person who does take those courses and YouTube is so great for so many things. Um, but where are you originally from? Like, where did you go to college? Cause I know you split time between Arizona and California. So I was just wondering. Um, so I'm born and raised in Arizona, um, like the Phoenix area. And I actually went to school at Arizona state ASU Um, so I've been here pretty much my whole life other than like a brief stint in Texas when I was young with my family. Um, and then my boyfriend lives in San Francisco. So, um, since I'm able to work remote, I'm able to, you know, go back and forth a lot. So for the last like five or six months, I've been spending about like half of the month in San Francisco. That's cool. I'm going to San Francisco next month. Well, flying in, I'm going to Napa. But, and I've been to San Francisco for one weekend for a law school conference. So I definitely need to like actually go to San Francisco and see it. Um, and I want to go to yeah. Phoenix. I've never been to Arizona. Well, I've been to Arizona. I've been to Lake Havasu, but I want to go to like Phoenix, Scottsdale, that area. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But Is it? yeah. So you're really good at aesthetics. You enjoy that. How did you find your aesthetic? Like, is that your natural, like, did you, is, was it hard for you to curate? Like, was it very planned or is that your natural aesthetic that you're just very naturally aesthetic? I'm asking that really badly, but you know what I mean? That's, I know what you're saying. Um, I would say that the aesthetic thing does come pretty naturally to me. Um, it's just something I've like always loved. I don't know if it, my mom is really great at like interior design and style and stuff. So I think that I kind of, I've always kind of been like her little mini me when it came to stuff like that. Um, But then in in terms of like my Instagram, um, I was just thinking about this before I got on this call with you. Um, I think that like when I first started to try to post a lot and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this thing. I was like trying, I was like taking so much inspiration from other people and like looking at you know, the people who are really successful, like, what are they doing? Like, okay. So it seemed like the whole, like super, super neutral aesthetic was in. And so I'm like, okay, well, like if that's what people like, I'm going to do that. And then, so I did that and I did get like some good traction and I, I loved how my photos and stuff looked and my feed looked great. But then I was like, you know what, this is like, I just don't, totally feel like the way that my feed is looking and like how I'm much effort I'm having to put into these photos. Like, I don't feel like it's that natural to me. So I then decided that I was going to try to do like all brights and like it was summer. So I was wearing neon and, um, stuff that just made me happy. And, um, as time progressed, I just was like, okay, I'm just going to start doing, you know, like what I'm wearing every day. I'm not going to like go out of my way to put on stuff that, you know, I think would look cute in a photo and it's 
pretty like basic, simple streetwear, um, like styles that aren't super feminine or anything, but that is really just like always who I've been. I'm never like the person that's wearing like frilly dresses. Or <laughs> so not my not thing. to hate like, um, best friends that, you know, are very girly and I love that about them. Um, but that's just not me. So I've been just like a big advocate of going with the way I feel. And I think that my followers, um, they like appreciate it. You know, I don't think that they're like, wow, why'd you start posting this way? Or why'd you stop posting this way? I think that they, you know, just like see the progression and they're like, Hey, I still like it. So if they don't, then they don't have to follow me, you know? Yeah. 100%. No, I love that it for you. It was an exploration of like, you tried different things, saw trying to see what worked. Then you realize like, no, I'm like, let me just not try so hard and let me just do what I'm doing. And that's what resonates the most. And I think that is such an important lesson for everyone, like who wants to do this or is doing this, but isn't seeing like growth or isn't, if you don't, if you have to create the content you want to see, and if you don't yourself, like what you're seeing, like, or if it's too forced for you, it's, it's too difficult because you're wearing stuff that you wouldn't usually wear, or you're going out of your way. Like Every once in a while, yeah, go out of your way for like a cool shot or a cool outfit, but they do what's natural to you. And that mm-hmm. when it's natural to you, your audience will know, like you said, and like they'll want to stick around. And if they don't like it or they don't know, they're going to leave. And I mean, mm-hmm. we don't want them here if they don't like it or like us, but you know, you want to bring them in and hope that they stay. So you want to just be as authentic to you as possible, which I love that. Um yeah. And that's kind of my aesthetic too, is kind of just like street style, like not really so much street style, but like what I really wear on a daily basis is yeah, like what I'm posting. So I think, and it's, and it's, it's kind of becoming the, the current trend too. Um, definitely mm-hmm. not a frilly girly girl cottage core. Like that is definitely not my vibe either. So I feel you on that. Um, yeah. So you recently started growing on Instagram. Do you, and like, like you said, it's because you're, you're coming into your own, your content, you're doing what's help, like really like feels natural to you. And like, it's resonating, but you've also have some really like high profile influencer friends. How did you like Manana and Carrie and Leah, how did you meet them? The girls trip you guys went on this summer was so beautiful. Like hotel June, I was dying to be there. It was so pretty. Like, how did you meet them? How did that come about? Like meeting people on Instagram, like social media friends. Um, yeah, that was really fun. And they are like some of my best friends now. Um, so honestly, we all just started following each other, like at different times. Like I think that me and Carrie first followed each other. And then like over time, Manana and Leah followed me. And, um, I think I was already following them because of like, I had seen them in Carrie's story or something, but, um, I would just like follow their stories and listen and stuff. And then I would like reply, just like, they're my friends. And, um, me and Carrie became friends and like, I would ask her for tips and stuff. Like when I was first starting, um, because I, she was like someone who actually was really successful really quickly, um, in the influencing space. So I just felt like she was a really genuine person. And I reached out to her because I didn't know how to use like to know it. Um, and (laughs) like conversations just started to naturally happen. Like we would reply to each other's stories and we were all like individually, we were like, gosh, we feel like we would be such like great friends. Like, you know, we would totally like really hang out with each other if we lived closer. And then, uh, I think that Leah was going to LA one weekend and um she's like talking to Carrie's telling her and then um Carrie's like hey like Kate and I were just talking about how we should all meet up and then um me and Manana were also talking about that so I was like oh yeah let's invite Manana so then that's just like how it all came together and then everything was just like really natural from the moment we met like we all loved each other so much and we were super comfortable together and so it's just like a really special friendship now. Yeah. I, you can tell it just happened. So like naturally like that, which is, I think why it was so like everyone wanted to see every waking moment and see more and just seeing like the friendship really blossom, like in real time, we were, the audience was getting to see that and you seeing how, you, how much fun you guys were having, which was really, really cool. And of course all the outfits <laughs> and 
the the stories that you guys shared afterwards are always like really fun. But I think that's so special because yeah, that's how I've met a lot of my Instagram friends in my area too, is just not so much going on trips because I'm in school still, but definitely will. So we'll do so afterwards, but just like when I'm home or over the summer, like going to brunches, going to get drinks, dinners, like chatting in the DMS on a daily basis. And it's definitely, it's a, it's a weird way to start a friendship, but it's, it's becoming the norm. And it's such a beautiful way to start a friendship because it's, you get to curate friendships with people that like you're like-minded, you you like the same things, you understand what the other person is going through because you're doing the same thing as them, which is a different type of friendship than like your high school and college friends or your work friends that you you still always have them, but they don't, they might not necessarily get mm-hmm. it. Um, or like you go to dinner with them and they're like, why are you taking 500 <laughs> pictures of the same pasta? Yeah. Like, these girls it was get that- it, you know? So I think that's no. so cool. I had that like same, we all have like, you know, that same aesthetic, like we love, we have an appreciation for like beautiful places and cute outfits. And it's definitely nice to have people that are just like on the same page as you for sure. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's my, I think I have more friends now through social media than I ever did in like growing mm-hmm. up just because there's so many people that get what I'm doing and I can go to for tips advice like you said or they're coming to me mm-hmm. or I can have them on the podcast and like just like it's like a girl chat with them that happens to be recorded to share with the audience and I hope they love it but for us it's just catching up or like chatting for the first time like it is for you and I um and it just feels natural too which is weird but also really really cool so yeah, yeah I love that and you uh you briefly mentioned it. So your boyfriend lives in San Francisco. You live in Arizona. How did you guys meet How, long distance? What's it really like? Like, you know, dating, like all of that. How did that happen? Yeah. So um, I actually met him through a friend of mine that I used that I met through um, the first job I got out of college. It was at a recruiting um, company and he was originally from the Bay Area and he had gone to school in U of, at U of A. So he stayed in Arizona after college. And then we met through the, the company um, and we became good friends and Drew, my boyfriend and him, um, you know, like I said, they were best friends growing up. So Drew had come to visit and we all hung out as a group and the rest was history. We just clicked right away and um, we have like a lot of the same values and stuff. And that was, that's something that's really important to me. So, um, yeah, it, it's just been really seamless since we met. That's so cool. I have another friend who did long distance the whole first three years of their relationship are now in the same city. Mm-hmm. And I just like hearing her like story. That's why I wanted to ask you just cause I think like everyone always has a million questions about how it really works and how, like how to meet people, especially if like they're living somewhere else. Like, how'd you guys even meet? And I love that it was like through a friend. Like, I think that's the end that you be guys just became friends first. Like, I think that is a, like so important in a relationship, like building that foundation, that friendship. Mm-hmm. And like when your friends all get along and you have the same core values and you like the same things and like opposites can attract, but there has to be like some thing that brings you guys together. So I think oh, that's so cool. And I wanted to ask. Definitely. Um, sorry, I, I think I kind of missed the part of the conversation, like about how we really do long distance. So, yeah. um, because we started dating last year in the pandemic flights were like really cheap. Um, so we were able to like go back, visit each other back and forth for like under $80. And so we were like, That's so nice. yeah, we were really taking advantage of that. So we got to see each other like every 10 days. So it was like not super long in between. Um, and then like, as like earlier this year, um, I just started, we were like, okay, you know what? There's no sense in us flying so much back and forth. Like I should just stay for longer periods of time because I can do all my work from my computer, my phone and stuff. So then I just started staying for like two weeks at a time. And, um, so our situation is a little bit different, you know, because not everybody has the ability to do that. Uh, and it's made it really doable for us, even though we don't like to be apart, but it's, we don't have to go like months at a time where we don't see each other, you know? So we're been pretty blessed in that way. 
Yeah. No, my, this friend also was able to work remotely. So she was able to do that as well. And I think that is so important and it's something to keep in mind too. But the other thing people always say about long distance is like having like plans and having a time where you're going to see them again and what you're going to do. So is there like, right when you guys first see each other, like, is there like a date night or like, do you guys make plans of what you're going to do or since you're staying for extended periods of time, it's just like, just like your everyday lives just happen to be together. Like, how do you make it special and like waiting to the next time someone you see them? Yeah. Um, we do sometimes, but we're both like very go with the flow kind of people. And we just really cherish our time that we get to be together. So we don't necessarily have like a set date night or something like that, but we definitely always like figure out what we want to do together. And it's, the whole time we're together is it feels like a date to us because, you know, we don't always get to be together. So, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I don't know. I selfishly, I love to know all this just cause I'm single and like dating. So I think it's like always interesting. And I love, like, I'm not one of those people that's jealous of my friends that are in relationships. Like I'm happily, like I'm genuinely happy for them. And like, I just, I'm like, tell me more. Like I want to <laughs> know everything. Cause I think it's so like special and cool, especially like long distance or, you know, when there's something keeping you guys apart for whatever reason, like, but you choose to be with that person, you want to move past that. Like, I think that's so special. So yeah, I just wanted to ask selfishly, but also definitely something people like to know. Um, Yeah. So you also are a co-founder of Nutrient. I want to talk a lot about Nutrient, what it is. I know it's IV therapy. Can you explain what IV therapy is? And then how Nutrient came about and your role there? Yeah, so um, we offer mobile vitamin IV therapy. So our nurses go to the homes of our clients um, to give them vitamin vitamin IV therapy. And we have eight different Nutri-Drips, we call them. And they can be like customized to your individual needs and goals. Um, but really the the biggest thing is that we like really want to promote wellness and longevity. And, um, we just believe that like wellness is a lot more than just being well. And that's kind of like our, our motto. And we are just trying to encourage our community to understand that your health is an investment instead of an expense. And there's so many people like, I don't remember the exact percentage, but a large percentage of people are vitamin deficient in different areas. And um, not to mention, it's really good for like hangovers and a bunch of different, but um, yeah, so that all came about. Um, we were founded last year. My brother actually founded the business and he uh, just saw, you know, an opportunity to help the the community and, um, just reach new people with, with a therapy that would better them, their lives, their health, their wellness. And, um, he is a serial entrepreneur, so he has multiple businesses and it just became a lot for him, um, to do everything that was necessary to continue to like grow the business, nourish it. And, I think of it like a baby. Like if you don't feed it, if you don't give it love and attention, it's not going to grow into, you know, the fully functioning, amazing, well-rounded adult that you want your child to become. So a business is the same thing. Like it requires so much attention, love, (laughs) nourishment um, to really flourish. So he recognized that like he really couldn't do that. And he, uh, we made the transition, me and my cousin now own the business. So we're, we're doing all that. We're putting all that effort and love into it to really make it become, you know, what we can see it becoming. That's so cool. And I love it. It's a family business. So does your brother have a background in like medicine or nursing or how did you like, and how are you, you and your cousin now, like, adding that nourishment to the business, like hiring nurses and marketing for, to get nurses to be a part of it. Did any of you, I know you, you said you didn't, but does your cousin or your brother had or have a like medical background or a background in 
I don't know what degrees or what like back work experience you need to have to start something like this and how does um, that work now so we we um hire a medical director basically and that's the person that that takes care of the medical side of the business so um that none of us have a background in medicine um but we hire the experts that are in that field to come in and, um, you know, make our protocols and our dosages and, um, create the cocktails that are in the IVs. So, um, yeah, that's all stuff that we leave in the hands of medical professionals. And, um, as far as hiring nurses and, um, that I do all the marketing for our business. And we, since we are a family owned business, we try really hard to like find people that are, you know, maybe not in our circle, but that have the same values and stuff as us because we want it to stay like very special and give clients an experience that they won't get at other places. Uh, Cause it is like a luxury concierge service. Um, you know, coming to your home to give you IV therapy. And we just want to keep it very professional. So uh, we interview the nurses, our medical director interviews the nurses, and then uh, we go from there. That makes sense. And I think that's really smart. I I, I, I was curious because this is such a, it is such a luxury concierge. It's a niche service and they're popping up everywhere. So I was wondering how you go about creating something like this. So I, and I was telling you in the DMs one day, like I'm dying to try it just because I, for energy and for, you know, immunity, immune support, something that I really struggle with. Like I would love to try this out, but there's just not one in the area that I'm currently in. So, and I know in Miami they are. So one day I want to try it out when I'm there. Um, and if I ever come visit you, I'd love to try yours. Um, but what is the experience like? So when you call them or order them on the app or website, is it, or do you have an app or is it just a website? Um, we have a website. We don't have an app yet. <laughs> okay. Yet. Exciting. Um, so when you order the service, um, how do they arrive to you? How frequent, um, or do you have to like send an appointment? And then what's the experience really like when they come to your home? Yeah. So, um, we definitely try to make it like a white glove service, right? So they'll, um, call us or text us, um, if they want to book an appointment and then we'll, you know, get all their information, figure out what they're experiencing. That's making them want an IV. Some people want it just for wellness, anti-aging energy. Um, other people have COVID or, you know, have the flu or they're hungover. So we figure out what they want. Um, and then we get our nurse figure out when she's available. And usually it's like within an hour or two. Um, and then they'll get to their house, um, go inside, set up all their equipment and, um, get the IV started. And then it takes about 30 to 60 minutes, depending on what they got. And it's all individual, like depending on your body. Um, and then we're done. Then we're out of there. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. I am dying to try, it. especially yours, just because like as a friend, I want to support you and your business. But I and the marketing is very good. So switching more to marketing stuff, um, how do you create the graphics? Do you use Canva? Do you use like Photoshop for someone wanting to do graphics for a business or for their own business. How did you, did you teach yourself? Did you study that at some point in a program or school? Like how did you, how do you create such great graphics? Cause they're great. Thank you. Um, honestly, I, I didn't ever study it. Um, it was definitely self-taught when I first started, I was not as good. Um, but you just kind of look, it becomes easier and easier as you get more experience. Um, for beginners, I would definitely recommend Canva. It has a lot of, uh, features and functionality that is not too difficult to navigate. Um, so I would definitely recommend starting in Canva. Um, and if you're going to do it a lot, the pro version is much better than the free version. So I think it's like $150 a year or something like that. I'm not sure exactly. Um, but I definitely would recommend that. I still um, honestly create most of my stuff in Canva just because it is so easy. Um, I have Photoshop and like the creative cloud and stuff, but 
it's just a lot more time consuming in my opinion. So uh, I stick mostly in Canva. Yeah, I have the creative cloud. I haven't downloaded Photoshop, like bought it or anything, but I have Lightroom, but even that sometimes is too complicated for me for a photo. So I'm like, I, I'm just going to stick to Canva <laughs> Pro. It's so much easier for me. Yeah. Um, so how do you structure your days and weeks? First, I want to do your routine when you're at home. And then also when you do travel to visit your boyfriend, if that changes, but how do you structure your days and your weeks to manage running nutrient and marketing for nutrient and your content creation business and now your blog as well? Yeah, man, the scheduling is, I'm still, I like you replied to my story the other day, trying to figure out the best ways to be the most efficient with my time management. Um, because like you just said, I I'm wearing a lot of hats right now. And, um, I just have to make sure that I'm not like over committing to things because, you know, I never want to let people down and I do have to prioritize what, you know, is priority. So, Um, When I'm at home, I usually wake up at six and I will drink my coffee and read for like 30 minutes to an hour. I'm currently reading the seven habits of highly effective people. And yeah, I saw you were reading. Yeah, I love it. It's, it's a really good book. I definitely recommend it. Um, I'll read until like seven or seven 30. And then I usually just get started with, um, my content creation, not photos, but like marketing stuff, graphics, um, and stuff just because for some reason in the morning, that's when I just like bang that stuff out. It's like just really natural for me to do that right, right away. Um, and then around 10, I usually go to the gym and I will work out for an hour, an hour and a half, come back, eat lunch, And then I just work for the rest of the day. I don't have, I I haven't started block scheduling yet, uh, which I do want to start. But right now I'm just kind of like writing down everything I need to do and checking off things as I go, you know? Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. And then when I'm in San Francisco, um, it is a little bit different. I usually will wake up a little later because it's cold there. So I'm just like, you know, sleep in a little bit and then I'll go to Phil's coffee. It's the best if you've never had it. And I've never had it, but I keep seeing everyone post about it in LA and or California in general. I'm just like, I'm right. I, I want to know what the hype is. Oh yeah. About. Well, if you ever go, you need to get a filtered soul with cinnamon in the filter and then with oat milk and light sugar. So good. All right. I'm going to, you're going to have to text me that so I can get it next (laughs) month because I'm going to look for it and make sure I try it. Okay. But yeah, so I'll go to Phil's and then I'll work there um, literally probably for like four hours. Um, I just do, you know, anything that I need to do. And then I will either walk around for a little bit or go back um, to his apartment and he's at work during the week. So I just like kind of either roam depending on what I have to do or Um, I'll go back to the apartment and work more. Um, And then I usually work out like when he gets home with him and then we have dinner and stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. I want to get better about working at coffee shops. I just, I feel so uncomfortable here doing it because of like, people just don't get it in Knoxville. Like the content creation aspect, Mm -hmm. the editing and stuff, like and working on my computer, I can do, but like, like Vanessa Ferriola goes to a coffee shop and takes pictures and like, I want to do that so badly, but there isn't coffee shops here that I can do that at like aesthetically or just because there's literally a million people and then there's no space mm-hmm. to sit or do anything. Um, but she like inspired me to start doing that. So I'm always curious, like when other people work at coffee shops, I can do that, like the working on the computer stuff. Yeah. But, like content creation for me is always like a little bit harder in public here in Knoxville. Yeah. Um, I'll sit around my apartment. It, 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 taking your own photos like with a tripod and stuff is always a little tough with um you know in public because people are always going to be looking I don't think it even matters where you're at <laughs> like there's always no. people that are like what is this chick doing <laughs> um, 
Yeah. But I usually, I actually pretty much take all my photos with a tripod and I try to go to places where there's like nobody around just so it's less uncomfortable, but yeah, me too. have to like own it, you know, and just be like, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. No, around my apartment, I, I like do with my tripod and like whenever and like, I'll duck into hallways or behind a tree, <laughs> someone's walking. Um, just to be like, please don't look at me like this is weird because they're all college kids. So they're like, what the, who is she? Like, what is she doing in Miami? I don't care. And in Miami, I have my mom or like friends to help me take pictures, but here I'm by myself a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I need to be a little be, be a little bit more fearless with it. Actually, I've been talking all morning with people. Like, I really want to get better about like doing TikToks and like just not caring so much. Like Instagram, I don't give a shit. Like I just post whatever. But TikTok, I like I struggle to like because I feel like it has to be more curated and it has to be like niche and it ha- you have I don't know like all of like the captions and like the like the writing and all that. I'm like I just I like stories. I just talk and it's fine. Yeah. Or podcasts, I talk and it's fine. But like the curation aspect of it, like I just that's a lot of effort for me. That I just it's not my personality mm-hmm. type. So it's just like it's hard for me. So um, what other so what platforms are you on? Instagram? Are you on TikTok? I'm not sure. Instagram, you have a blog, yeah. you're on like to know it. What else do you do? Um, you know what? I do have a TikTok, but I like never post on it because I just you know what I think it's for some people and I know that yeah. you're supposed to be on as many platforms as you can. Um, but if a platform isn't for you, I don't think you need to feel bad about it. And I think that you can obviously focus on what you're good at and what you feel comfortable with. And not that I feel uncomfortable with TikTok, but honestly, at this point, I really just don't have the time to learn, you know, a whole new app and algorithm and um, figure out my niche on TikTok because I'm struggling (laughs) just to like get enough content for Instagram, you know, same. So (laughs) Um, I'm also on Pinterest, um, which has been pretty big for me in the last few months. Um, And I think that it's like probably the most underrated platform because I went from having zero monthly views on Pinterest a couple months ago, and now I have over a hundred thousand. So that's awesome. So it's good to add to your media kit, you know, that huge bump in my numbers from Instagram. So, um, yeah, so pretty much on those platforms and then my blog well, which I have not been consistent with, um, but still got some content coming out. Yeah. I haven't been consistent with it either, but I've been focusing more on this and yeah, you have to prioritize your actual, your, your day job, which is nutrient and I have to prioritize Mm -hmm. school. So, and it's true what you said, like if a plot, like it's good to diversify platforms, but if it's not working for you, like you can't force it. Cause again, it's going to show that it's forced. So it's okay that, you know, TikTok isn't your primary thing because it's not for everyone and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And also like, yeah, Pinterest is so underrated. I love Pinterest. My, my uh, monthly views dropped for a little bit and now it's slowly increasing again. And do you have tips for like increasing your monthly views on first on Pinterest, but also Instagram, how do you get like views on your reels and your content, like engagement? How do you grow? How have you, what have you implemented to grow on Instagram, but on Pinterest, do you do the hashtags? Do you do tags? Do you, how do you implement Pinterest? Um, so on Pinterest, my biggest tip is to create idea pins. And that is like something new that they implemented, but that's, going to be like, like that is pretty much the only way to grow right now, in my opinion. (laughs) Um, I, so what I would recommend is either posting a video as the idea pin, or if you're going to do photos, then you need to have like a minimum of three photos. So it has like slides, like it's almost like a story. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so I would say like a minimum of three photos or a video, And then I just do like a relevant caption, you know, talking about what the photo is. So say I posted a photo and I was wearing, you know, a dress and cowboy boots or something. So I would say like trendy street style, cowboy boots, outfits, uh, just like stuff like that. And then 
Um, I, I can't think of the exact name right now, but then you can go through and select like topics. So I just like do the same thing with the topics. Like I'll search street style, uh, like fall trends and stuff like that and add all 10 of them. And then I just post it and you just hope that people like save it and uh, pin it to their own Pinterest. Cause that's how it gets on more people's pages. Yeah. I love, I, I need to get better about idea pins. I've u- utilized it a little bit, but I'm starting to get better about it, but I pin literally everything. I, I honestly Pinterest LinkedIn is my favorite social media app. And then Pinterest <laughs> is a close second. Um, just cause I love like yeah. home inspo. Um, my mom and I actually were just talking about that earlier. Like we want to make like a clothis and like, I was like, she was like, send me ideas. I was like, Oh, I I got you. Like, just give me five minutes. <laughs> I will send it all to you. Um, yeah. But how do you, like, what do you do on Instagram? Like reels, like hashtags, like what do you find helpful on Instagram? What do you enjoy? So I, have seen the most growth um using hashtags and just uh engaging with like similar creators um my hashtags I honestly use like the same ones for every post which I'm not sure if you're supposed to do but sometimes it'll get who knows it changes every day like what you can and can't or should and shouldn't yeah so who cares but usually um like that my viewers for my photos and stuff are like, I have more people viewing it that don't follow me than do follow me. So I think fine when it comes to my hashtag strategy, um, which is just using the same hashtags on every post. But um, as far as my engagement, um, my engagement was really, really high when I was like, consistently interacting with everyone I follow like commenting liking all all their photos and you know like obviously the people I follow I want to follow and I do like what they're posting so it's not like forced you know like wow I love your outfit or whatever you're the cutest like anything like that is because you're gonna get what you give and like people most of the time if you're commenting on all their stuff and you know like interacting with them they're probably going to come interact with you as well so when I'm like consistently interacting with people that's when I you know get a lot of comments and likes and um, new followers so that's I definitely recommend doing that yeah me too I think that's how I got like connected with you actually we're always commenting on each other's things, but it's so true that I get the most engagement from people who don't follow him. Like if you're like, I mean, you can't see if they're the same people over. I'm like, if you're coming back, just follow <laughs> me. Um, it's so weird how Instagram and engagement works. Yeah. It's, it's definitely difficult to navigate, but I think just staying consistent and, you know, continuing to put out content that you want to see is the best way to grow and making real like friendships and stuff with similar creators is, is good as well. Yeah. 100%. What's one piece of advice for either a business owner or a content creator or both you can give two, or if it's the same advice and what's your, like, what's it other than the seven habits of highly effective people, what's another resource that you can give? Um, I would say for content creators, I would say, um, like, don't feel pressure to do what other people are doing just because they are successful and successful as in like have more followers than you or whatever like don't feel like you have to do what they're doing in order to be successful because what you do is gonna make you successful as well if you believe in it and if you're being yourself and um you don't I love that you don't have to replicate what someone else is doing to find success and then um for business owners uh I would say that I think that, you know, self-growth and leadership is the best thing you can do for yourself and for your company. Because if you aren't a good leader, 
your business is not going to flourish. Your employees are not going to like you. You know, you're going to have a high turnover rate and you really have to believe in what you're doing. So I think that, you know, like, for example, me reading that book, like, it's just, I feel like every page, I'm just like becoming a better leader and learning things that I can implement to, to make my business run more efficiently and effectively. So that would be my piece of advice for business owners. Um, That's a good one too. Yeah. Thanks. And then um, another resource. I podcast book blog. Yeah. Whoever like, or anything. I le- really like um, which I know you listen to and like literally everybody listens to the skinny com- or skin. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. They like, you know, there's some episodes that I like just, I'm maybe not that into, but there's some with really great people um, that I, I find a lot of value in. And then Life with Mariana is another great podcast I listen to. Um, but I really think like, you know, reading business, um, not even business, like just leadership development books, even if you're not a business owner, I think that that can help literally anybody in any stage of life where you're at and like what you can do to be better. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Kate. This was so much fun. I can't wait for people to listen and get to, I hope they go follow you and, you know, they engage with you. And hopefully if they're in Arizona, as you go expanding that they join the nutrient community, because I know I will be if I'm ever out there. Um, And where can everyone find you? Um, You can find me on Instagram and Pinterest at Kate Delapedra. That's D-E-L-A-P-I-E-D-R-A. And then um, if you want to follow my business, it's nutrient with a Y, N-U-T-R-Y-N-T. And we would love your support. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I really love Kate. I'm so glad I get to call her an IG friend. And I really hope you check out her, her blog, and her business nutrient. Could definitely use an IV tomorrow morning. I'm already feeling it. But sadly, I'm in Florida and she's in Arizona. But one day I will check it out and be sure to let you guys know just how much I loved it because I know she does an incredible job with that business and I just love seeing what she's up to. So if you like this episode, don't forget to give Kate a follow. Don't forget to leave a rating and review and subscribe to the show. Share it with a friend who is a content creator or someone who's a business owner or wants to be a business owner. There's so much great advice in this episode and yeah, it's the best way to grow the show. Screenshot and tag us if you're listening and don't forget to follow us at the let's get candid podcast on instagram and tiktok and i will talk to you guys next week